0: welcome back to the sandstone cycles podcast everyone thank you guys so much for tuning in in this episode me and tyler anderson we went off to angel fire new mexico for a day and it was the weekend at the gravity games and it was cool it was fun to rip some laps kind of last i think last kind of opportunity of the season weather was awesome the day was epic and just the whole trip was fun a lot of laughs and uh, a lot of good conversation while we we're up there uh Jameis Bikes, actually the bike company that Sid Schultz and Mackie Franklin ride for, they uh, they were up there doing a bike demo. So pretty much all day me and Tyler just spent riding these demo bikes and ripping them on the park. It was so much fun. I believe Tyler rode the Jameis Hardline, uh, their 160 27.5 bike, and I spent the day on their 130 29 inch bike, which is the Portal. Uh, both, bike, both bikes, I think, are sick. I, I didn't actually get to ride the Hardline, but the Portal was sick, and. Tyler had no complaints with the other one, but uh, yeah, super good time. Had a lot of fun, and um, also good to sit down with uh, Sid Schultz and Mackie Franken. Good people. Always enjoy talking to them. Every time I'm at the enduro races, I you know, say hello, have a quick conversation with them. Just always been good people. Been wanting to kind of sit down with them and talk to them a little bit, uh, just about what got them into bike riding. And uh, so, yeah, in this podcast, we talk about kind of how they got started, a little bit about their YouTube channel, how their season went, and just a few of their plans for next year. Uh, But yeah, it was a good conversation, and I really enjoyed it. So, hope you guys do as well. And with that, we will just hop right into it. So, yeah, thank you guys again for listening. And if you're wondering when these episodes come out, I try to upload them around the 1st and like the 16th of every month. So about the 1st and in the middle of every month. So that's about when you guys can be looking forward to a new episode. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you later.
1: Apparently broke my derailleur hanger off, and then I went to pedal and self ejected the out. Oh,
0: well. how'd you break the derailleur hanger off? Oh mm-hmm. no!
1: <laughs> I, I, it was on Sierra, so I think it was like that rock section that I've ridden a million and ten times. I <laughs> must have somewhere in there clipped it, and then it must have hung in there for like a few pedal strokes over the top, and then like going into the next like. Down, I like pedaled and just like. Whoom.
0: Oh, you went right over the
2: handlebars.
1: Yeah, I think it kind of stuffed it because it was a corner.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> on. I just like came around the turn and I was like. We
1: were not. I was riding with my dad. I was going <laughs> Yeah, playing,
2: she was like, like going super fast, but I was like dust. Oh, like, it's on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so. I
1: can't. I have to ride a hundred percent all the time. Really. Oh, I swear I do. I'm not very good well, at that. Well, I think 100%.
2: it's like when you dial it back it's hard to stay, like, focused and as active, and then you, like, start making... When you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go chill, it's like, that's when you get hurt. When you're, like, yeah, focused, okay. it's less likely, so...
0: I think it, maybe it's, like, that feeling when you're, like, likely on the brakes, and you kind of check up on rocks a little bit, it yeah. kind of throws you off a little, instead of being able to kind of
2: jump over I think it's kind of also just, like, them. when you're like, oh, you know, I'm just riding easy, then you're not, like, not focused. Ready. You're not, like, all right, I'm gonna, like, pay attention to what I'm yeah. doing. Don't got your grip ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, we're not sure what happened. <laughs> it was it my finest moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Landed good, on your like, good knee or your bad knee?
1: The bad knee, but it's the outside. Are
2: they both bad? Yeah.
1: They're both kind of bad,
2: to be honest. <laughs> Recently, Recently they've been, been pretty good, yeah. so
1: hopefully this doesn't, like... But usually it's not a trauma-related issue, so yeah. it's Man. Just chronic, so... Unfortunately, I think I might have done a little hamstring, because I've done that before, and I know what it feels like. It doesn't feel good. But it's not anything too terrible. <laughs>
0: Um, well I don't think you guys need much of an introduction. I think you guys are pretty well covered but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I guess like the main reason why we all mountain bike is because progression like that's my opinion mm-hmm. that's what keeps us hooked that's what keeps us point. like I don't know about you guys that's why I do it I'm like I want to be better next year and I mm-hmm. want to be better three years from now yep. like I know what will happen I just got to put in the time yeah um so, if you guys want to give like a little backstory on how you guys got into bikes and how it got out of control on you guys? Because here you guys are. It's 24 7 now.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, are you guys I, looking
0: forward to an off season? Yes. Yes. Yes, at this point. <laughs> now, now that you do it full time, you're like, time yeah. off.
1: Yeah, it's awesome we well, to take time off the bike, really. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's that's awesome the key. To ride is like, and awesome not to ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have your
2: time off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt like, decent, but. You know, any job, really, where like, you know, if you're doing it nine to five, five days a week you're like weekend yeah <laughs> and for exactly. us it's like you know in a lot of ways mountain biking seriously is like m- even more than that it's like you can't you know you're making different choices all the time yeah especially during the season so then come off season you're like it's time to like reset and relax and do some other things and like exactly spend your energy in some other ways <laughs> so i'm definitely looking forward <laughs> to it yeah. that's, that's cool great. How did you get into mountain biking? Oh, yeah, I can you start. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Um, I rode mountain bikes as a kid, actually. Oh, nice. Both of my parents rode um, and still do. We were actually shredding with them today. So they're in their mid-60s still riding. And they're from here also? No, they're from Ohio. I grew up in Ohio. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, so I grew up riding like definitely cross-country trails. Yeah. I raced cross-country in college. That wasn't the first time that I really did any racing. Didn't have much in the skill department, but have been riding for a while. <laughs> um, and then I, Mackie and I met in college, and we both raced collegiate races together at that point. And then he graduated before me and started moving more towards enduro stuff, and I was like, that looks pretty cool. So I started nice. racing enduro in 2014 when I graduated from college. So, yeah, it just went from there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's so cool. It's yeah. like a cool time too. Uh, you guys have been in this way longer than I have, but you, to see the, the innovation of the bikes and mm-hmm. everything, it's just getting faster. The trails are changing. I think the trails are kind of changing with
2: the bikes getting faster. I don't know. Uh, for sure. You guys think so?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: I mean, I you just, guys were... were riding more fun bikes now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, you, know, you don't have to have one bike to do this and one bike to do that. Like You can have one bike that does a pretty good job on everything. Yeah, and it's just fun to ride and dropper posts and hydraulic disc brakes <laughs> and tubeless. Like we are at a yeah, good we place. Yeah, both started riding <laughs> with none of
1: those things. Yeah, like yeah. when I went to college, I had a um, 29er Gary Fisher Excalibur, so I was like a decent. Like, oh, yeah, it was, hard that was a good bike. But, like, yeah. I didn't know anything. Like, I got flat tires all the time because I <laughs> didn't know that you were supposed to put more air in your tires because my dad had always done it. <laughs> I just had no idea. Sid
2: grew up well taken care of. Yeah. Like, yeah. her dad would, like, it's wash her, cool. her and her mom's bike and, like, Canning fill the tires stuff. and make sure oh, everything so cool. was working well. So, Sid got to college and was like, wait, bikes require maintenance? <laughs> what the heck? So, I, yeah, over.
1: Two years, broke everything on that bike, and then finally upgraded <laughs> at some point.
2: <laughs> and since then, you've become really a pretty good mechanic. Like, you can do most things. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd nice. pay you to work on a bicycle. <laughs> I truth. love you, the but... <laughs> no, but, like, you know, you're pretty good at diagnosing what's going on. Like, now when I'm Sid's like, this is at, going on, I believe her. It. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: less good at fixing it. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty. I know how to fix things. I just usually can't get all the bolts undone or back in properly. This is a problem.
0: Yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> and um, when you started racing in enduro, did you just like just start racing pro? Yeah. Just straight away. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend that. It was a <laughs> terrible decision. <laughs> well, I I, like, I did the same thing in 2016, well, and I, so, yeah. but I still suck. I suck way bad still. But I'm figuring it out. It's coming around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I recommend it either. you have yeah. to start
1: somewhere. I
0: did it because of my age. I'm like, oh, I'm already old. Don't need to race amateur. <laughs> I did
1: saying. it because that was when BME started the amateurs last. Oh. <laughs> and I did one race as an amateur, and we waited for, like, hours. And I thought, never again. <laughs> and I start so in the I morning started now. racing pro and getting last in, like, every race that year. So.
0: And then you're like, I'm just going to climb the ladder either way. Yeah.
1: But it was demoralizing, and I think it created some mental holes that took a while to dig myself out of, so like I said, I'm not sure if that's my recommendation, but it yeah. is one path. It is one <laughs> Let's path. hear from Mackie. How did you, I... you start?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sort of jumped into it also, but I was a lot younger, so I started racing. I did my first race, actually, here at Angel Fire. Um, it was a cross-country race. It was 2003 dating yourself i was 15 (laughs) yeah i've been racing for 2003 that's 15 years ago half my life i've been racing bicycles dude um but yeah so i I raced junior beginner and i got second and i was like this is great i got got second i'm gonna go race up a category next race and there was no junior sport so i raced junior expert and the next race was crested butte and the junior experts race the same length as the pros. So my second ever bike race, I raced 30 miles in Crested Butte. Ooh. And I finished and did well because everyone else dropped out. Do, do you remember <laughs> the numbers? I mean, the mileage, I, climbing, not really. No, I, mean, I just know it, well, it 30, I know it 30 miles. 30 <laughs> miles. Yeah, it three 10-mile loops. And it was like, I think you climbed all the way to the top of the resort. Did you not do good for a second? I mean, I think I was, I think I was like, like did you do oh, I mean, I, I ran out of water and like some random guy <laughs> gave me water because he was like, this kid's going to die on the side <laughs> of the trail. And like, so Someone thought I was a girl because I liked this sleeveless jersey that I had, but Sick. I didn't well, actually yeah. have any muscles. We'll try to
1: find you a photo of that for Bring like it your back. podcast yeah, notes. Cause yeah, yeah if uh, I can find it's quite one. The look. It's, it's good. I've definitely <laughs> seen a photo of that.
2: I'm not sure... I know, I can't any of where. me? I know there's ones of Rennie in them because all of my siblings then wore this jersey <laughs> after. Me. Oh yeah, maybe it was me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did that, and then you know, for the next couple of years, I just raced a couple of races a year and had fun. And then my last year as a junior, I decided I wanted to do it more seriously and started working with a coach. Um, oh, nice. And ended up fourth at national champs that year. Oh wow! So then, did semi-pro the next year, and. Got a, a semi-pro national championship in short track, and then moved up to pro at the end of that year. So that was 2006, I got my pro card. And that's in cross country. And that was in cross country. Dude. And then I raced pro cross country for like seven years, fairly seriously. And I went to college at that same time, so uh-huh. it was like, I wasn't racing during the school year, but I'd race all summer. Yeah. Um, race collegiate stuff, and then... When I graduated, I decided to do it more seriously. Perfect. And uh, in 2013, tried to do both cross country and enduro, and realized that you can't really do that, not effectively. Yeah, And so transitioned to enduro. I've been racing enduro ever since. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh,
0: how, cause back then when you were doing cross country, and I think what you guys, you have to enjoy it is the the social media and stuff now like the mm-hmm. but especially you guys you guys take full advantage of it it's how you guys make your living um you kind of wish you had that back then or not not so much or did it come in that's a good question and, i mean you didn't have to think about it right you didn't have to think yeah, about a phone or and anything. i actually
2: remember talking i think it was travis brown who you know raced for trek volkswagen like one of the top cross u.s cross country guys for a long time and i remember talking to him at one point and he was like you know i don't envy you guys like for us, we just had to race. Like yeah. you trained and you raced. And if you were good, then that was it. And like yeah. now, unless you're, you know, top five in the Enduro World Series, yeah. That's n- no one notices, basically. Exactly. Like, so you better be doing something else. And so, you know, we're fortunate that we we're fortunate that social media does exist because yeah. we've been able to use that to our advantage and, and make it work. But yeah. It is it's one more thing. Yeah. We're like, sure, it'd be great if we could just like, oh, we're done training. Like now, we're just gonna sit around and literally do nothing. But that uh, that's not the way it works. <laughs>
0: so. And was it a real gradual process? Did you guys just make some goofy video with your phone, and then we're like, we could do this? Or was it? I I have a hard. T- I, a lot of people want to be successful. They want to have the followers and stuff. But you have to be willing to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you guys, was that nerve wracking? Did you guys like? The whole world's gonna see us. We have to be able to have some sort of public speaking skills, some sort of mark. Like, gotta be semi professional. Um, but at the very least, talking a camera, and mm-hmm. uh, that's not everyone's forte. That's why not everyone has a YouTube channel. I think. Yeah. Um, was think, that difficult for you guys? I think or it or was.
1: What? There was a gradual process of us, or at least for me, of like working into like using social media um, professionally, because. I was pretty uncomfortable with, like, talking about myself and, like, <laughs> people reading that, like, um, but I started, I started a blog and kind of got into it that way, because I, uh, for a while, wanted to do, like, a travel blog, but then realized all I was doing was racing my bike, <laughs> so I should write about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a good blog, by uh, the way.
0: good job. <laughs> I've read, read some of them.
1: Uh, so I kind of started with that, and then... Built, you know, an Instagram following and kind of got more comfortable with it that way, um, which was more gradual. I think Instagram is really detached, which is why I think, to a degree, it's not the best platform for athletes. So I think it was maybe three years ago, but I think that's changed because people are. It feels kind of inauthentic, but mm. I also think that makes it a little easier than like jumping right into the deep end of, like, a YouTube channel where you share your entire life, which is pretty much what we do. And, and, (laughs) you know,
2: I think for us, it's important to differentiate between YouTube and the other social media that we do. Because, like, Facebook, Instagram, that stuff we've been doing fairly seriously probably since, like, 2013, 2014. Yeah, you you have, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. So that one's we've grown over a certain amount of time. For YouTube we sort of said like, we want to do this and we want to do it properly. And we want like, we want to, when we decided we wanted to do it, we spent a lot of time planning, deciding what we were going to do. YouTube
1: was super deliberate. Yeah,
2: YouTube was, yeah, very deliberate. That's a good way to put it. Like we discussed like, these are the kind of videos we want to do. These are the kind of videos we don't want to do like. Okay. And so we were very conscious about like starting that and then like figuring out How to grow it and how to reach more people and
1: and it took us a long time, I would say, to actually gain any traction with it. I think a lot of people get discouraged too easily with things like YouTube or blogs or (laughs) whatever. Like I probably wrote on my blog for like three years before anyone started reading it. (laughs) Yeah, and that was like, you know, you have to be consistent with putting that content out. And we basically. The first year no not year like eight months that we did it's youtube like year, we were yeah. just like shooting in the dark like we really? didn't know what people would like and like we didn't know even what we would like doing until we did it and mm-hmm. found out if that was fun or not so like it took about eight months before we got really like any positive feedback
2: yeah that first year or close to year was like you know we would try something and we'd be like oh like some more people watch that but then we we're <laughs> like well we don't Actually enjoy doing that. Like we don't yeah. want to do how to videos, for example. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. People are like, you should do how to videos, and we're like, but we don't want to do, do, do how to so. videos. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So.
1: And, and YouTube is tricky. I think it, like any sort of algorithm based, you know, if it's Google or YouTube or whatever, sometimes you get lucky, and then sometimes you put out something that you think is perfect, and it just doesn't get the response that you think. And it's really, I think you can drive yourself crazy trying to create stuff. For an algorithm.
2: And that's like and People the are like, I want
1: views. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, you might get lucky. You see other people get lucky with videos that you don't think are as good as yours. And you're like, why? It hasn't happened to me. And mm-hmm. I think really the more you can just stay focused on creating the kind of content that you okay. want to put out there, the more sane you will stay through the
2: process. Well, and that's... Yeah, that's what everyone says. It's like, don't try to get views. Right. Put something out there that you enjoy making. There you go. And exactly. like... You know, maybe it will work, maybe it won't, but at least you're not miserable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that, yeah. like, it, for us, it took a while to figure that out.
1: And like, I think our YouTube channel has grown more slowly than a lot of other oh, yeah. channels because we don't really do many, like, quote-unquote viral Oh, videos. right. potential, yeah. Um, But that's just not who we are, yeah. Really. yeah. You yeah. know, we're more interested in vlogging than we are in doing, like, if we've done some how-to videos, but, like... You know, how to or like, what's the best mountain bike under $500? Or like, yeah. watch me dump my mountain bike in the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and,
2: and like, that's, you know, that's a great way to get yeah, yeah. views quickly. And that's entertaining, yeah. and it's entertaining. And it works for some people. Yeah.
1: But there's no point copying what other people yeah, have I mean, done successfully. Yeah. So. And,
2: and the community that we have built and want to build uh-huh. is one that's like excited about the story and the adventure. And, exactly, like, yeah. Cares about that isn't just looking for information or how tos yeah. or you know because like there's plenty of them out there we're happily tell you yeah to go exactly. check out so and so but like we want to share the story and get people stoked about riding bikes and yep. and those are the people that we want following our channel even if it means that it stays small like perfect that's okay mm-hmm. I'm okay with that I like it I and I like that you guys show
0: that it's not easy. And even with the YouTube and everything, also that floods it, like pours over into your guys' progress on the bike. Um, It's all thinking long-term. Did you guys go into that thinking long-term or would you recommend someone thinking three to five years down the road? Because like you said, you guys did a year of YouTube and it didn't really... Are you talking on the YouTube side or the bike side? On any side. I mean, how how important is it to when (laughs) someone jumps into something to say, hey, don't expectations like do what you love, I guess.
1: I think it's really important if you're starting something new, whether that's YouTube or bike racing, to be realistic about the fact that, like, success doesn't happen overnight. This is something that I struggle with. Like I said, like, starting to race pro, I was like, why am I not as fast as these people? Like, I must really suck. <laughs> and the reality is, like, I was racing against people who, and I still race against people yeah. who race World Cup downhill for 10 years. And then Transition to doing Enduro, who raced World Cups as a junior who raced XC World Cups for 10 years, you know, like that level of experience you do not gain overnight and you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you know, like if you think you should be as fast as those people, like that's somewhat insulting to them, you know. Yeah, you have to respect, it's not respecting them, you know, know? the amount of work
2: they've put in. Yeah,
1: and I think the more you respect the effort that other people have put in and the time that they have put in, the easier it is to be patient
2: yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's same with YouTube. Like, yeah. you know, we see people and we're like, oh, you know, how did they get over 100,000 subscribers? Yeah. It's like, because they've been doing this for three years <laughs> and they've put in a ton of work and, like... Yeah. Or and they good did at other it. channels before. Yeah, like or some they did people, other channels before. You know, before.
1: like BKXC, this is, like, his third YouTube channel. And, yes, he grew it, like, oh, okay. really, really fast. But, like, he has, out, but... he has a background in journalism. He yeah. has this experience that, like... We definitely didn't going in. So, like, there's mm-hmm. no comparison there. And I think that's important to be realistic about whatever, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's where,
2: like, on the bike side, I did fairly well in enduro when I started. But I raced cross-country for seven years. Like, you know. You had a good base, wasn't, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I was willing to suffer. I knew how to suffer. I knew mentally how to race. Like, there were things I needed to work on. Plenty of them. Yeah. But... <clears throat> that background like that's seven years of experience that someone who just started like when you started in yeah. you didn't have seven years of racing mountain bikes experience oh yeah it's like been crazy yeah <laughs> it's, it's a totally different <laughs> thing yeah and I think that's thinking long term if you yeah. want to really do this is mm-hmm. is helpful because it allows you to like relax and yeah. enjoy it a little bit more because if you just want it now yeah you're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna quit
0: Exactly. And, and like all I've ever done is the same courses. Just mm-hmm. just the Enduro Cup. So yeah. I don't I've done that going on 3 years. Mm-hmm. But when you go through the same obstacle, it's I think to myself some days, how was I afraid of that? Yeah. Cuz I used to think that yeah. was not possible, yeah. but now it's like that's even an obstacle? Like mm-hmm. it's not and well, It's and math cool math. to see that's that
2: weird. progression. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be able to see progression, because that can sometimes be frustrating. Like, did I get any better? <laughs> like, am, am I actually improving, or am I yeah. just doing all this for nothing? <laughs> and then that's what keeps me kind of going and trying, and then mm-hmm. it keeps me
0: healthy and uh, uh, just in my regular life, you know? Working mm-hmm. out, running, totally. and trying to try new things, eat new things. And But I, I like what Sid said earlier about um, racing against professionally. really good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, well, now, still, still... I will do a trail and or do a stage. And then you look at times and you're like, wait, what? How? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going very fast. Yeah. I thought but yeah. that's just stacking those years on. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, that's crazy.
2: And I mean you always hear about like oh so and so started racing and like immediately became really really fast and it's like there's
1: almost always more to that story. Yeah, it's like okay <laughs> almost maybe always. Yeah. And there are probably those people out there who are natural prodigies, but they're very rare. And, yeah. and even
2: there it's like yeah they've never raced a mountain bike before, but they raced BMX from the age of 3 to 20. Like yeah. Okay, so they didn't race a like, mountain bike like <laughs> they could you scrub know. and manual and free. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> they they know how to pump a bike, they know how to read cor- like yeah. Yeah. Or motocross. Yeah, or motorcycles. Like, that's, because that's your background, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, long long background. I feel like that, you've told me that that helped, like. It helped a lot, yeah. You know, and yeah, there's differences, and you know, the bike weighs different, the brakes are different, but in a lot of ways, it's two wheels. You know how to jump, you know how to move a bike, you know how to read a trail, like, and where it helped the most
0: is, um, jumps or drops and stuff, because yeah. I know that's kind of, but for me, it was, they were all really small. When I came into yeah, mountain biking, yeah. I'm like, these <laughs> are all really <laughs> small. That's
3: how, I felt like, <laughs> that's how I felt
1: about skiing. I've skied once in the past, like, three years. I was actually here at Angel Fire, and, like, I just remember skiing through all these trees, and, like, I probably skied ten days in my life, and I was like, wow, this is so easy. Look how far away the trees are, yeah. you know? So, like, if I start, I mean, I'm not going to start ski racing. That would be a terrible idea. But if I did, you know, I wouldn't want someone who, like, had just learned to ski, like, comparing themselves to me because it's like I've spent five years going fast on a bike, like, right next to trees. Like, that transfers over. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And some of the best bike racers were ski racers as mm-hmm. kids, too. Yep. <laughs> so there is, exactly. there is transfer there for sure.
0: Um, well, let's talk a little bit about. Um, just your guys' season. How was 2018 for you guys? And you guys learn anything or what uh, memorable? Memorable. Uh, Mackie's probably got a few. I was gonna ask you about <laughs> something, but I'm not sure if I want Go. to. Go. Yeah, you... Um. <laughs> what? Are you gonna race some BMWs next year? <laughs> I'll just. Put, I, I don't know how to ask you. No. Okay. Okay. So you.
2: I'm not racing BMWs anymore. Um, okay. Just, with everything that happened at the yeah kind so, so for, peop- yeah, for people yeah for people that haven't heard basically um i pre rode one of the stages on my dirt bike because it was a moto legal trail and was open to the public so you and know was,
1: we had all done this for many and years and yeah and,
2: so and, and other model. people had done it myself <laughs> included in years past pre-ridden on the dirt bike yeah. um and there's no rule about it and like I saw, like I literally didn't even think about it. I was just like, well, yeah, it's a moto legal trail. Like this is a way for me to get a lap in without ha- like I don't have anyone to shuttle me to the top. Right. Sid's practicing too. Like I'm gonna go do that and then I'm gonna go climb up and ride Dr. Park. So that's what I did, and you know it was fine. Like I saw there were people on the trail, but not a ton, and no one that I talked to felt like I was disrespectful of them. Um, so then come race weekend, the first day. I had a decent day I think I was sitting like seventh or something but I knew I needed 13 seconds to make it up to third place and so like the second day my mantra was just 13 seconds like I was pedaling wherever I could I was really focused and riding really well and I finished the day and I moved up to third place so I was like stoked I had I, I think I had the second fastest time on the day I won one of the stages like I was like that was a good day I'm feeling good I just come back from a broken wrist like yeah I was stoked um, and then some of the other pro guys made a fuss and Jesus. basically, I feel like strong-armed the promoter into yeah. giving, making up a rule and retroactively giving me a penalty.
1: No, he didn't make <clears throat> up a rule. He just gave you a penalty because you, quote, should have known better. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: And so, Which you know, is and it not was... not
1: generally how rules work.
2: No, I mean, the point of a rule book is that you read it, and if the rule's in there, you don't do it, and if it's not, then that's not a rule. And you can make a rule for the future, but you can't retroactively penalize people. So, I was pretty frustrated. You know, it gave me, like, a two-minute penalty, which put me in, you know, 14th or 15th. I I don't even know. Something. Rode your ass off, though. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, I know what I did. So, basically, I still take it as a success. Like, I had the second-fastest time that day. I won a stage. Like, I basically smoked the rest of the pro guys and, to and the I was record, proud you did of that
1: not win the stage that you wrote a moto no on. the
2: stage that I wrote a moto on was my worst stage because I didn't take any <laughs> of the cheater grass lines that everyone else was taking because I was like those are grass lines I'm not gonna like yeah. I'm not gonna do that so it was my worst stage but then it was the one that I got the penalty like oh, it was man. just it was crazy so I that was frustrating and it's understandable I'm yeah. I lost a lot of respect for both the promoter and a certain number of the pro guys that I was racing against, yeah. which is a bummer to have no respect for your peers. Um, and Well, I don't
0: think that goes both ways. I mean, it didn't sound
2: like they had your back too much. Yeah. I no, mean, they I don't know. Fr- threw me under the bus, basically. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he beat us? Well, let's give him a penalty. I yeah, was like,
1: it was interesting. I mean, it was very much about the result, because he was in seventh after the first day and nobody No one said caring. anything.
2: Yeah. It wasn't so, until I was third. That's that I was fun. <laughs> Got up on the I eyes. think it,
1: it was a Gosh. learning experience for us, though. I think. Yeah. I at least have already been a little frustrated with some of the stuff that goes on with enduro racing, so that was sort of like a nail in the coffin, especially for like some of the regional races around here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, in EWS racing to a degree, there's a lot of. Rules in an attempt to make it into something that it can't be, I Mm. think. Um, I think it would be awesome. Like, I love blind racing. I would love to do races blind. Unfortunately, that's not really feasible, especially not at, like, an EWS level just because of how hard people push and, like, the fact that people would cheat. Um, Yeah. And so I think there's all these, these rules of, like, how you can and cannot ride that people sort of, I don't know, they accept what they do because they're in their shoes, you know, so they got shuttled to the top of, you know, three of the stages, not yeah. the one that Mackie pre-wrote on the moto. So it was a problem that he pre-wrote that one on the moto, but pedaled every single other transition. Yeah. And that to me, it's like, is that if that's how you want to win, then fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's on that's you, not... you, you know? That can't possibly be that satisfying, you know? You know...
2: You know that you faster, got beat, basically. You know? Like, I like, rode faster than you that day. Yeah. yeah I know may have you got me done. a penalty, but I rode yeah. faster. But
1: than it you. happens, like, there's a lot of, like, penalties and stuff in Enduro, and it, sometimes you kind of wonder what the point of the rules are, like, is it really <laughs> making this funner or better? Yeah. You know, like, I, I got... <laughs> is embarrassing, but I got lost at Angel Fire during the Scott and Club. I was here. Yeah, I took a wrong turn. <laughs> so I did like three other people in that yeah. spot, to be a, fair. A so guy that came gave... to
0: race with me did the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I they, think on the exact same stage. Probably. You know,
1: they gave me a rerun. All of the girls were like, yeah, that's totally legit. <laughs> but then later, when Mackie had this issue in Crested Butte, some of the guys brought it up that I got a rerun there. They were um. upset about that. I'm like, where is your energy going? Like, Like, none of my competitors cared. Like, they were all like, yeah, that was crappy taping, like, in a confusing stage. Like, we want you to rerun it. And, like, I think they also realized that I punished myself plenty by being out in the sun for another two hours. And, you know. Yeah, that's true. At the end, it was a wash. But it is interesting. It's like, what is the purpose of these rules, I think, like Scott and Dero Cup, they want people to have fun and finish the race, you know, so they it let me do a makes rerun. Sense. yeah. But then you have people who are upset about that because.
2: Here's my recommendation spend less time worrying about other people and complaining, and yep. more time focusing on your weaknesses, and you will be a better racer. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's Very simple. It's just like, yes, if someone's cheating. They should be called out for that. Like, you know, taking ridiculous cut lines, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, that's cheating.
1: Performance enhancing drugs.
2: Yes, that's cheating. Like, that should be, you know, you should be disqualified for that. But like, if you take a wrong turn because you screwed up, like, why should you be penalized for that? Yeah. Especially because it was like, it wasn't like she took a wrong turn and then went back and then got on the trail. It was like she took a wrong turn and ended up. Riding like Dash. being on the trail <laughs> is not the trail it's like completely lost yeah, yeah like
1: no it was stupid i i'm happy to accept at least some responsibility yeah. for it because i didn't pre-ride the trail mm-hmm. with the tape there and if they had been like okay you're disqualified i would have been like all right whatever you know I, I get it but at the same time it's like we're all really should be out here for fun because it's Enduro racing at a yeah. regional level. Like, we should be having fun. <laughs> like, but I don't know. It's interesting. I think enduro is difficult because, you know, a lot of people have different ideas of what the courses should be like and, like, how pedally or how not pedally. I just out there, there were, like, two-minute climbs in the EWS in Spain that we just did.
2: <laughs> two-minute two climbs? So they maybe weren't quite that long, but there was one that was comfortably... At full speed, 40 plus seconds. For and you, then flat. For you. Yeah, and you for climb me. climb like a... Yeah. Oh, bench. during the race stage? Like, yeah. during the race, there was a 40 plus second stage. And then climb. people... Climb, climb. sorry, climb. And then...
1: If you put one of those in a regional race in the US, people would, people would lose out. their mind. Really? And it's oh, like... Yeah. They'd be like, this is too pedaling. It's
2: like, well,
0: oh, you yeah. race to any EWS? It's like, sometimes they have pedaling. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was kind of part of it. Yeah. Well... I guess, like you were saying though, it's opinion, opinion, people have this, what they think it's to be like, yeah,
1: yeah, so I think that was a little frustrating for us this year, that Mm -hmm. said though, it was a really good year for us, we got better results than we have in the past, and I feel like we were both progressing in the right direction,
0: so. Do you race in EWS soon? I
1: did. Uh, How do you, how
0: do you, how do you get into that EWS, you just. And so, we
1: did qualifier events last year and have okay. in the past always qualified one way or another. We didn't do any qualifying events this year and we only did two EWS, so we wouldn't have qualified in the overall, so we probably won't do any next year. You can also get in via a lottery. Oh, okay. Which is, I think, a slightly biased lottery because we got in when we did it on the lottery. Like, I mean, I mean, everything. We've we they raised at had least
2: one EWS. For the last four or five years, Wow. so, and I raced a full two
1: for you, probably. Yeah,
2: I raced a full season in twenty fifteen. So, like, I know the other top racers, and you know, I'm I'm not in the top twenty by any means. Like, I'm stoked when I'm in like the top sixty or seventy. Like, that's a good result.
0: How how does EWS work? Is it is there a pro class and expert, or is it? It's all
1: pro, basically.
2: Yeah, everybody's in one class. well, they have a junior and a master, oh, and then okay. everybody else is in the middle, basically. Yeah. In pro, basically. Yeah, in pro yeah. or open or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, it's it's competitive. It's and and how, how how many people show up? <laughs> to I th- think this last like one, in the there class you like would be in front of one hundred and fifty in your class. In my class, or maybe two hundred. No, there
1: were like three hundred in finale. There were three hundred pro men in finale.
2: Good point. There were like 300 pro guys in my class. Or yeah. guys in my class.
1: But is always huge.
2: Yeah, Finale's oh. big. Einso, I think, was 200-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, I mean... Do you have a goal
0: going to this? I mean, are you just going to go as fast as... You, like, are you like, I want to be in top 20? Or are you just like, I'm just going to pin it? No,
2: it's more like I'm going to go hard and try to break, like... Like, I would have been stoked on a top 70 or 80 in Einsa mm. And I was 85th after the first day. And then I crashed the second day and got seven staples in my arm. So <laughs> then I didn't finish that race. <laughs> and then the next weekend in finale, I still had staples in my arm. So I was not riding quite as well as I would have liked to. Um, and ended up like 140th, which I was wow. okay with. Was 300. But out of 300, yeah. yeah so I mean, it's just Damn. a
1: different kind of racing, honestly. It's that like almost weird. not, like racing U.S. Enduros doesn't... Prepare you that way well, for well, racing EWS. <laughs> what's
0: so different about it? What What makes it so different?
1: Every single turn is tighter.
2: Really? Just, I, mean, well, that, I in, think that's a big overarching Europe. thing in yeah. Europe, especially. Yeah. It's a different style of trails. Like here in the U.S., we have beautiful bicycle purpose-built trails. Yeah. And I mean, it's they're fun to race. You go really fast. In Europe, it's a lot of the time it's hiking trails that have then become bike trails. Wow. Which Spain
1: was a little more bike specific I would say. Yeah, Spain was. But um, like It's just different.
2: Yeah, it flows differently. Like here riding in the southwest a lot. I mean this is where I started riding mountain bikes. I have a pretty good idea of like even if I've never seen a trail what it's going to do. Gotcha. Okay, okay, the turn is probably going to be like (laughs) this sharp. Maybe it's a little sharper or a little less sharp but like I have a fairly good idea of how they flow. Yeah. And there it's just like things flow differently. Wow. Or, like, turn differently, or there's weird features. And, like, I think if we wanted to race EWS seriously, we would have to go live in Europe. Because, like, f- at We're least... at least
1: train in Europe for a significant a lot, yeah.
2: of time. Well, I mean, at least half of the EWS is each year in Europe. Yeah. So if you're in the States, you have to fly there, like... Multiple times, or you could just go live in Europe, which would make more sense. Yeah, like no, I
1: don't think either of us really have EWS goals at this point.
2: No,
0: was there I... an EWS here this year? No, not, not in the US. Not there not the was, US. was Whistler, Crankworx,
1: yeah. Whistler.
0: What were you saying about EWS goals? I I'm just don't,
1: I don't find EWS <laughs> racing that enjoyable, and I'm kind of on a program of doing things that are fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think it is like it. They they pick amazing, beautiful venues and wonderful trails, and then. You just get the shit pounded out of you. Like, Jeez. sorry, I cursed. No, no not, there's no, like, yeah. it's a you cool. And also, people you. take it
2: very seriously. I mean, honestly, people take racing in general seriously. I believe you should be serious about your racing and then remember that you're racing mountain bikes, and then
1: remember that you're a human being.
2: And then remember that you're a human being, like... Most of the population don't care about mountain bikes. Yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, it's... That's the thing, is, like, you can win one of these regional races, and, like, who knows? <laughs> Basically, the other guy's on the podium with you. Right. And, like, that's pretty much it, because everyone else left before the podium happened. <laughs> because it took 10 years to it took ten years. Yeah. And, like, maybe the people who read the pink bike report will be like, Oh, good job, so-and-so you won. Like that's kind of the extent. Like you're not you're not famous because you want to race. Right. right. <laughs> like you also didn't make much money. You are lucky if you paid for your gas and entry fee and lodging for the weekend. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, remember that this is supposed to be fun. And if it's yeah. not fun, you're doing something wrong. And that was yeah. that was sort of our focus this year is like we had fun this year. So sick. and like, yeah, there was that kind of low point of crested butte. But honestly, I don't really think of it negatively because yeah. I was like, man, I was riding so well. Like I put it into gear. I like focused. I raced to my potential that day. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I want to go do that again. <laughs> you know, it doesn't like, Yeah, I, I want to get, I want to feel that again. I want to yeah. feel like on point, focused, riding well. And that's what it's about. Like you said at the beginning, it's about progression. Like yeah. you're chasing those perfect days. And you get a taste yeah. every once in a while, and you're like, ooh, I want more of that. <laughs> do you,
0: you're at a level, you're up in any of these Scott Duro Cups, the BME, your top five. Scott Duro Cup, usually top five, unless you have a bad day. Is it weird for you to be there? I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you process that? I mean, how, obviously it took you a long time to get there. But it, does it feel like you're, I guess what I'm getting is that, does it feel like you're going any faster than you used to back in the day? Or are you trying less now than you used to? Like, is it easier it's an interesting you? question. Or is
2: it hard, like... It's a very interesting question. I people, remember in cross yeah. country, I raced some stage races. I raced Breck Epic a number of times. Uh-huh. And someone said, it never gets easier, you just go faster. Right. And I think that's, that's true That's definitely in, true for cross country. That's definitely true <laughs> for cross country. But I think <laughs> in enduro also, like... If you're racing, like, hard to your potential, it never feels easy. You just go faster. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, in Moab, when people say, like, oh, there's no flow at Klondike Bluffs, I'm like, you're not going fast enough. Like, (laughs) or if they're like, oh, it's too easy, I'm like, go faster, it will get harder. (laughs) I promise. The obstacles will come faster. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, like, you know, I did fairly well my first year racing enduro because I had a strong cross-country background and because there was less competition. And now it's as it's gotten more and more yeah. competitive, I've had to work harder and harder to stay on the podium. Um, and that's, it's been a lot of work. I mean, we spent a lot yeah. of time rip-rowing, cross-training, in the gym, intervals, like, skills work. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work, so I would say once you're there, you don't want to go backwards, so you work right. harder to stay there. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: How about you, Sid? Where are, where are, you, where are you going with this? I'm, uh,
1: That's a really big question for yeah. me right now, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think I, I have always been pretty focused on personal improvement. I oh. think if I had been too results focused, I probably would not have made it right. here. <laughs> I had some pretty rough years um last year last year was rough really year, but, rough. I,
0: rough i i basically rough injury just, wise or mental wise
1: um or
0: what what made it mental
1: rough? mainly i think i just after 2016 i had a rough year because i had a concussion that year and just like never quite
3: uh, got
1: i mean i think i was like no symptoms or anything but i never got the confidence back for that right. year so then i to make up for that pretty much overtrained. Oh, okay. And ran myself into a hole really big and got um, pretty sick in the start of 2017, which I think now is just like straight up overtraining, but it at the time it was like I, you know, all the blood tests it was like you have a virus, but um, I guess you can end up with these kind of elevated white blood cells if you're overtraining.
0: Do they basically. call that Epstein bar or something like that?
1: Epstein bar is mono.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it's the afraid.
1: virus that causes mononucleosis, oh, okay. I think. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that works. I, I just
0: d- did a podcast with a guy when he, yeah. he races motocross professionally mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was talking, to, he got Epstein-Barr, but he said it overtraining triggered it. And yeah. He, and he was yeah. talking about blood cells and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I and sure. I don't
1: know if that was what I had exactly. I just know that I felt like crap for a really long period
3: of time
2: (laughs) (laughs) just just low energy yeah 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 um well and then it made the year hard because we came into it like kind of tired not that stoked yeah and then you know for me i just had a ton of mechanicals last year like we raced the national enduro series and of the five rounds i think i had mechanicals at three of them Jeez. And it was like I was like we looking just had at bad luck yeah year. we just had bad luck like I didn't...
1: like bent my bike at the first national yeah Underground <laughs> Underground.
2: what yep. yeah like for like for the rest of the year the tire rubbed on like slightly on one side when she hit corners too hard <laughs> well because
1: basically I like smashed into a rock on like a flat straight out pedally section with the pedal in a turn so I was like waiting the bike and so I think the way I was weighting the bike just torqued the rear end and basically. I, I like had to pedal the rest of the stage and it was downhill. Like I had to my wheel was not spinning. Oh okay. And then I got to the bottom of the stage and luckily Mackie and a few other dudes were there and helped. They like basically jumped up and yeah, down basically on just my stood rear on triangle, triangle to like until it like. Obviously it's aluminum, <laughs> otherwise if it was yeah. carbon I'm pretty sure it would have exploded. Yeah.
0: <laughs> was that the orange bike or yellow bikes? You guys remember yeah, the it was yellow? yellow bike. Yeah. The yellow one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the dark and
1: one. it was just like such a freak thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Those bikes were like tanks. Yeah. Like nobody else broke, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, you... I don't know what I did. And we replaced the
2: rear triangle, and we were like, and it didn't like nothing fixed it. So and we're we like
1: finally decided that I bent the front trying like the center go oh, okay. like giant aluminum tube.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, it was just one of those years. So
2: yeah, and then yeah, so mechanicals and like fatigue and overtraining, and we both sort of finished the year being like, wow, that. You're kind of sucked. <laughs>
1: and we were starting to do YouTube and getting nowhere with it, so I think that no, was kind oh, of adding a level yeah. of like. <sighs>
0: yeah. Um, so where were you saying you were gonna go? With, or you you were saying? No.
1: Um, I guess what I'm saying is I think I'm right now. I'm just really grateful to have had a good year and raced awesome. and had fun with it and.
2: Won her first pro races. Oh yeah, I saw that. Congratulations. Won it and then followed up by winning like. Two or three others, <laughs> two so others, sick. which yeah. is awesome.
1: Um, and I think part of that is it is a factor of the races. We kind of like chose races based on places we want to go versus awesome. like the most competitive ones. So mm-hmm. that opened up some they're, opportunities. But I think that was something I needed confidence wise, like awesome. regardless of who showed up. You know, you they're probably I
0: fun. Think. The grassroots ones are probably pretty fun. Huh? I, they I'll are. Yeah, and we don't, we've always
1: wanted to go to Wyoming, so we ended up doing it was actually two Montana Enduro series that were in the Tetons, and that was like really fun Grand Targhee Bike Park really, really cool. cool if you ever get a chance to make yeah. it up there yeah Montana but I guess my, my point is I'm just happy that I yeah. had a year and had fun and like still want to race my bike and Perfect. what exactly I think what we did do this year is we did pick those races based on yeah. places we wanted to be and like the kinds of races we wanted to do so I'm gonna keep doing that in the future we're gonna definitely mix it up a little bit next yeah. year we they just signed up for BC Bike Race, which is a seven-day cross-country stage cross country country race. race. <laughs> really? That we're gonna race as a team, yeah. as a co-ed. Where's this? Tubo, at? Um, hmm. British Columbia.
0: Whoa! So you guys don't drive there. Can you drive there? Yeah, we'll I don't probably, know. We'll I'm terrible at geography. Here. Yeah, I think. We'll
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> long. Yeah, it's a long ways. Hours, but we'll probably, probably that's what like, you guys do, try man. To do <laughs> yeah. some, spend some time in that area. Awesome. Probably after. We'll afterwards. probably
1: race Downeyville again, which is yeah. not too far. Yeah.
2: Um, so seven
0: stage country race yeah, yeah so Yeah. I'm gonna so switch up the training a little bit that <laughs> for up. that um, well, you do longer rides is that what you're gonna to do longer rides longer ride intervals and just yeah. the one? <laughs>
2: being able to just be able to put down power for like 20 minutes instead of like one or two
1: <laughs> but it's, it's cool there's a decent amount of um, technical single track yeah Nice. and I think it'll be a good fit for the bikes we've um, we got the Jameis Porto which is a 130 mil 29er so it's still like super fun, but you can also do cross-country races, so you can like, yeah. smash the descents.
0: Team, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: it's going to be fun.
1: I think <laughs> at the very least it'll be very entertaining
0: YouTube videos. So, yes.
2: if
1: you're listening yeah. to this, make sure you go subscribe. Yes, Yeah. awesome. Somewhere between now and
3: July.
0: Now and July, <laughs> you yeah, have time. I do, I, I do want to talk about the new bikes. I rode yeah. one all day today. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I rode the Portal all day. Yeah. The 29 Is The 29 so right? Sixth. The Portal? Yeah. It's an awesome Dude, bike. That's I was all upset because I'm like... I'm all into the bike I'm riding now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know how you want to work oh, yeah, with totally. your with your sponsors and yep. stuff, of course. And I rode it and I'm like, "Oh, this bike's sick." Yeah.
1: The portal is so good. <laughs> like for a small travel bike that still pedals incredibly well. Um it's it, it oh, right.
0: I want a 150 on the front. Would that make sense? We did one. It felt, I felt we weird with the 130. 130 yeah. today. 140s.
1: Great. 140 good. Uh, yeah. We Considered 150 until we realized our forks don't. They only do 140 or 160, so oh, yeah. <laughs> we did 140. <laughs> but Honestly, uh, I don't
2: for Angel Fire. Even at Angel Fire, I didn't. I feel like 130 is a little small yeah. on the front, but 140 like that's what I won. The I one, won Revolution Enduro here on the 29er with the 130 on the front with the 140 on the front. Oh. Because the 130, the only time I didn't like it, because it,
0: it shredded everywhere, mm-hmm. was corners. I could not corner it. I knew oh, it was the 130 on it. I just kept diving like a little, a little too little much.
1: less. I just
0: felt a little over the front. It's a little on, less on fast corners. slack okay.
1: with the 130 on there than, I would say, your standard enduro bike. When yeah. you put the 140 on there, it goes much it into just a little bit. more. And light. you guys want to
0: mention the thing you can switch for cross-country? Because they were trying to tell me. I don't know what it's called, though. Uh, the, you can switch the head could, tube angle and stuff?
2: That, yeah, that would so help with the cross country, race. Right? So well, that's no. the bottom bracket height. There's a flip oh, chip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the reason they have that is because you can run it as a 27.5 plus bike. Oh, okay. And when you run it 27.5 plus, it lowers the bike a little bit because the wheels are smaller. Mm-hmm. And then you flip the chip to raise the bottom bracket so that it's in the same spot.
1: So your bottom bracket height. Yes, yeah, right? so your bottom
2: bracket stays the same. And so oh, I'm actually cool. going to take the portal and make it. Twenty-seven 5 plus for this winter, and kind of compare it to riding it as a twenty-nine. We haven't ridden it as a plus. Yeah.
1: Um, partially because plus is not really too. <laughs> it's not. It's not a race kind of setup. It's
2: not. Yeah. Uh. Not yet.
1: Not yet. Not it may yet. get there. I think it. I, the traction is incredible. Well, now
2: that they've got Martellos, they've got plus. Those some Vittoria Martellos, the tire we usually ride. Uh-huh. It was what was on the bike today. Oh okay. That, that tire, nice. they're it's doing a high it.
1: profile, yeah. Tall knobs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but not like so tall to be mud tires. Not it's yet. like exactly. good. They roll fast. They roll fast and they corner really well. Yeah. Um, but they're doing that as a plus tire, so as like a two six, a two eight, and a three. Oh yeah. And like that's gonna, we'll gonna be up. oh man, it's gonna be a good plus tire. So that's I'm pretty excited to go ride that. I see Mackie um, on a plus bike. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
1: He has a plus hardtail. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get out too much. No.
2: So, no, I think it'll be fun. I just want to experiment a little bit and, yeah. you know, see if the puncture protection is good enough. Because I think right now that's the main thing with the plus tires. Like your traction's amazing. Yeah. But if you don't want your tire to weigh like four pounds, right? <laughs> you can't make them too beefy, and so yeah, I'm gonna experiment with that a little bit. So a plus tire with like a double down casing would be kind of. Would be it would like. Be Eight pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's really heavy. Yeah, because Vittoria is doing a dual ply casing also, which obviously makes the tire heavier. Yeah. But that's at like a 2.3, so I'm like, what would like a 2.8 in that be? Like, yeah. So, we'll see. They're getting there. What are your
0: guys' experience with flats? Do you guys that something that just never goes away? I flat all the time. It drives me nuts. I
1: don't think it ever goes away.
2: <laughs> it the, the
1: better you get, the heavier tires you ride, but you're also
2: going faster. Yeah. Are you running a rim protector? Yeah.
0: Well, I tried Cushcore and I still flatted, so then I was like, it's too much of a pain in the butt to put
2: in. <laughs> so I'm like, I just go we're, back. We're biased, first. but try the airliner because it's so. But you might still in. flat. It's not. Well, a, it's, it's not. Yeah, it won't keep you from flatting necessarily, but it reduces the number it's of flats. Definitely. That's the yellow the thing you cut difference. down your it's own green. Okay, yeah. I've seen yeah, them sort of a lime mm-hmm. green. We. It's I mean, dramatically
1: reduce the number. Of I times am trying something right now like, that's really
0: funny. You guys will make fun of me, but it's all right. There's <laughs> like a rubber cover. Like it goes over like your pipes for your hot water heater, but it's made out of like rubber. You can buy it Ooh, at Lowe's. Okay. I put that in, and then inside of it, I put a road bike tire. And oh, so, so I don't cool. really pinch flat, and I don't have to tubular, worry about like, like a, pokey like things poking my. T- tubular. I used a so.
2: similar. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a homemade Schwalbe Procore. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I just was like, I got
0: to get rid of uh, mm-hmm. go-heads. I don't know if you guys know what go-heads are. Yeah, yeah. They're all over at my house. Oh, yeah. It's just like a thing around the totally. Four Corners area. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I can't run over go-heads, but I'm tired of messing with tire sealant because I feel like I'm going to flat anyway with without tire sealant. <laughs> so I'm like, I want a tube. So that's what I came up what with. What flatting like, <laughs> do you find? Like, what? Uh, how do you flat? It's always a sidewall. Like, e- like... For some reason, I thrashed the bead. Okay. Somehow, I damaged the bead, and uh, a couple of times it's just been a, like a stick or a root it just goes yeah. straight through my tire. And okay, I, so I it's not really back. like a,
2: like a pinch flat. Yeah, I'm not pinch flatting. Uh, okay, because that's where yeah. the airliner in the Cush Core in the Cush Core, those all those ones. the pinch it's flat. Flat. It's pinch But you, flat. Flat.
1: you can always still slice. Yeah, I mean that was my <laughs> problem.
2: Is like I was, that was what a lot of my mechanicals last year were were flats, and really? most of them were just going too fast through rocks and like smashing something and then punch a hole through the tire and then you're done.
1: The biggest benefit of the airliner that we've seen is if you do flat, well, A, we've, A, we flatted less, B, when we have flatted, you just don't slow down. You just keep going.
2: Hmm. I hit a rock in a bad way today and dented my rim so bad that it wouldn't hold air anymore. (laughs) But like it didn't flat the tire, it just dented the rim. But I had the airliner in, so I brought, like... He
1: dropped I rode, with the flat tire. I rode
2: Lemonade Which and, like, annoying, hit <laughs> all the corners as hard as I <laughs> could. I, I wanted to see what it felt like. And I, like, rallied the corners. And, and stayed, the a stayed on the beat. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Yeah. Because I think yeah, that would be worth it. I, Sid raced kidding. one of, like...
1: I raced one of the stages at... Crested Butte.
2: Crested Butte. Like, View. half nice. or three corners. And I probably lost, like, 45
1: seconds. But I also didn't realize how much faster I think I could have gone. I was like, yeah. oh, I have a flat, I'll just like putter along. And then I was like, oh, it's still on there, maybe I'll go a little faster. Yeah. And now, Turn next time I'm just gonna it. keep going full speed.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think that's the thing with my little homemade job. It. it I think if I flat it, it would help protect my rim, but I don't, yeah. I don't think I could rally it. I'm yeah.
2: pretty sure I could
1: We also get wheels for free.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <It's> which, which <laughs> helps. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> it is, it is a send it home. But I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, the dent in my wheel I'm pretty sure that was the initial dent that caused me to flat, oh and I didn't add any other ones despite riding. Also, we ride aluminum wheels,
1: and then we just use the rim jibber. Do you have a rim jibber?
2: I don't know what that. I never heard of it. It's it's this hilarious little little tool. Yeah, it's like a hook to like pull dents out of your rim if you have aluminum. But it's way better than a wrench. Yeah, I always have to. I, I tap them. Because yeah. I tried
0: wrenching it once, and I broke my
1: Yeah, belt. Well, that's the thing. is This with is, a like, wrench, thick, so it doesn't break it. So it
0: supports,
2: it kind of yeah. supports well, the what bat. What it does is, yeah, the, on the the outside, it's longer, so you're levering, like, down lower on the um, rim, not on the really weak rim part. You're, like, levering down by the spokes almost, and it we've pulled out some serious dents in our rims. Rim jibby. Rim jibber. Rim jibber. Rim jibber. I <laughs> <think>. <laughs> I'm going to get one. The, I always have dents in my rims. Yeah, yeah really oh, yeah. Is no, so somebody at awesome. an
1: Angel Friend? invented it or something no
2: somebody... i think they were up here that like the shop has one. Oh one oh and nice. like they at one point they had cards up there for it but yeah you know i think i think the joke is it's like a rim jobber ha, 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 <laughs> and that's why they called it the rim jibber so <laughs> that helps funny. you remember <laughs> yeah that's that's funny. Should, yeah should
1: steer it right in there uh, yes yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well i won't take up too much of you guys' time um We've been doing this for a little while. Uh, we're almost an hour. Awesome. Almost Time hour. flies when you're having fun. Yeah. We're good at talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. You know? It is. It is That's why I do talk. this. I'm like, oh, I enjoy I know, that's things, awesome. So.
2: Hey, um, what's that well you'll probably cut you should yeah. cut this out, but what is this podcast called? Because someone asked us and I was like, oh, no, Dang it's it, I don't remember the name. So Well
0: it's like yeah, I was telling Sis, she's like, Oh, it's gonna be professional. I'm like, I don't think anybody knows about it. Yeah. So I think we're good. No, it's no, a way. Sandstone Cycles podcast. Okay, that's cool. what I all
2: right. I think. I guessed that but I wasn't sure. And how
0: it came about was me and a couple of friends who started racing enduro, and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't want to ride our GoPros. So we're like, "How do we tell people about our enduro races?" Totally. We're like, well, let's do a podcast, because yeah. then we could do it anytime we want. Cool. And then it was hard for us to get together. So mm-hmm. then I was thinking to myself, "Well, I live in Durango, and there's a lot of cool people around Durango." So that's what I've been doing now. I'm like, awesome. I just get a hold of people, and then, uh, and then I'm like, "Well, I race enduro, and there's a lot of cool people racing enduro." So I got a hold of you guys, and then I'm gonna try to get a hold of everybody else. I, that's right. Chris Boyd so I was going to talk to him because cool. he's, so, he's pretty cool he's been nice to me like yeah. on the races and stuff and yeah, helped yeah. me out a little bit um, there's so much talent so many cool people around here yeah not, it's really true mountain biking's just you get sucked into it that's mm. what happened to me I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm sure. doing this <laughs> yeah that's what uh, I'm doing and podcasts I don't mind it it's, uh, it's kickback it's I don't know totally
2: easy. is it so, yeah. like can you find it on iTunes yeah iTunes
0: cool. and SoundCloud if you have okay Android.
2: awesome and then Good. uh yeah, we'll check it out, and when yeah. this one's out, we'll share it Yeah, I'll upload
0: too. this um, the 1st of November, I think. Cool. Okay, cool. I'll upload this, because awesome. I got another one, and then um,
2: I'll put it, I'll tag you guys on yeah, like all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, you guys totally. see yeah Just let us know, and we'll
0: share it around also. That's Man, I appreciate cool. it. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have any plans for it. Awesome. It's just like,
2: Good. I'm just going to do it while I'm racing
0: enduro, and talk yeah. to as many cool people as I can. And That's the thing. If, if yeah. you're
2: enjoying doing it, exactly. keep doing it, and then if yeah. somebody's like, Hey, you have an audience that we'd like to access. Well, then, great. Maybe you yeah. make some money doing it. But like,
0: my my biggest fear, which hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. is coming across someone that doesn't like to talk. Because it's, I like that you guys, are, you guys can talk. Mm-hmm. It's all, not you guys. You know, it's you guys are good at. No, and that's comfortable doing it. Yeah, yeah. mine is get. It, I haven't had one yet, but interview someone
2: where they're like, yep. and they're like, yes, and you're like. Help me out of here a little <laughs> bit, please. Yeah. Exactly. So, I'm like, sure what happened when we. I feel like I've listened
1: to podcasts oh, that where I'm like, wow, I really feel for the person doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like go! Oh, you're not uh, going anywhere. Uh, but I think most people who agree please. to be on a podcast, yeah, hopefully can
2: talk talking for each other. Exactly. That's true. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, or they just don't know what podcasts are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you usually, try to end with a funny quote. I don't know. I- i to end with some random... When are you going to race your first motocross race? I'll say that. Sid, when motocross race first dirt, bike race?
2: dirt I have raced a dirt bike race. Oh, have you already? Yeah, I raced one in... <laughs> this, is, this is a good story, actually. Was it last year? No, it was no, the year before. It was so 20, 2016. It was in we, Houston. Wait, wait. We have to okay. back up from that. What had we done right before that?
1: Something. We have got back at... In the morning, no, yeah, but in
2: but before sea otter was that the sea otter that went and raced mammoth and not sea otter. Interbike. Yeah, we went. to, okay, we raced so Mammoth. we flew Comigaze from Games. Albuquerque to Las Vegas, rented a van, drove to Mammoth, raced in Mammoth. Uh, I could cuss myself. I think <laughs> it was smoky, which also was not cool. Okay, was drove brilliant. back to Las Vegas, went to Innerbike, which is. <laughs> inexperience. It's very tiring. Like you're really? on your f- you're, you're on your feet a lot, you're talking to a lot of people, like were you with your sponsor you kind of yeah. doing the sponsor. Yeah, yeah. You're not like, with much. You're not yeah. okay, cool. Well. And and it's <laughs> Las Vegas, like yeah. it's not it's my favorite Reno. place. We well, might that's give sure. it another. Go be better. But yeah. so we we fly back from so we go to Interbike for like Somewhere five in days. here you
1: get a text from our friend Roger who says you want to do a moto race in Texas <laughs> this weekend? I'll drive you.
2: And I was like, sure, that'd be fun. And well, I'm like, well, yeah. Just know, we get
1: in at 11pm into Albuquerque. Roger wants to leave at five in the morning. Are you sure this is a good idea? Like where in Texas? Like,
2: I'm like, whatever, this will be great. So we get back. But then our flights delayed. So I think we get back at like Midnight.
1: We got back at like eleven, and then you and were, then you needed d- some part for your motorcycle. You had some poor sap meet us at the airport oh, at eleven p.m. Right. with this part for
2: Roger's motorcycle.
1: Roger's motorcycle needed something. It was
2: bad. So anyway, <laughs> we we get in late, and then we drive back to Taos. So by the time we get to Taos, it's like one in the morning or something, two in the morning. We go to sleep. I have to wake up at four. Somewhere
1: to... in this period, I'm like, I'm not Sid's doing like, this. I'm not doing <laughs> this. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so Sid
2: stays asleep. I get up, load my dirt bike, drive and meet Roger, and then we drive for 16 hours, which I did not realize it was that far, but it's 16 hours. (laughs) We get to Texas to where this dirt bike race is, and the tent I had brought, I had never tried setting up before, it turns out it was not, it was broken, so (laughs) I couldn't get the tent to set up. I'm so tired, I'm like, whatever, Roger, I'm sleeping like in the bed of your truck, so I try to go to sleep, and there's mosquitoes. Oh, so I end up dude. in the back of his pickup truck, like, trying to fit across, which I can't because I'm too tall. It's like a little extended cab or something? Yeah, and, like, I'm, like, huddle up. I get not nearly enough sleep, and I'm fairly miserable. And then the next day, we get up, and I do my first sprint enduro, where you have to do, like, three laps of this course in an hour and a half, and then they reverse the course, and you have to do another three laps in an hour and a half. It's 105 degrees. Oh. And I'm wearing all black, because that's what my moto kit is. <laughs> and it was a learning experience. <laughs> oh, man. I actually was like, I think I ended up third in like 250 Bs. No. <laughs> but I think there was only like one person behind me. So there weren't a whole <laughs> lot of people. I was like, whatever, I'm going to take it as a win. Then technically the next day was another race at the same place. And I was like, nope, one day of racing was okay. plenty for me. <laughs> Um, so the next day, I like helped clear the course afterwards or something. And the what I learned was, don't do a motorcycle race <laughs> when you just got back from a long week in the middle of the night, and, and then you have to drive for sixteen and hours. Ask
1: Roger where you're going. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> the big
2: one. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, so where is this race, Roger? And then I'm gonna figure out how far it is, and if it's more than. Three hours? I'm not going, dude. It's such a long trip. Yeah. And then like, we got
1: back and found out there was like a moto race in Espanola that the weekend. Same
2: weekend. <laughs> so like, he forgot, and that. he forgot to mention to me because <laughs> yeah. he wanted me to go with him. I was like, dude. The like, same race like, in Espanola. Driven for 45 minutes to Alcalde <laughs> and ridden trails that like I at least recognized and yeah. like it wasn't hot or I could drive for 16 hours. So. Oh, I learned my gosh. lesson, but that was my first motorcycle race. I would like to do more of them, actually. I I it's really like, enjoyed it. I'd like to yeah. do some more Enduros. But it's fun, man. Yeah. It's trying to figure out the timing. Where, yeah. like They tend to be mountain bike season also, so right. that's the problem.
0: Uh, what's next year look like? You guys are just, just going to enjoy the off-season first and then plan it out?
1: Well, we have, we're, we're going to do Annie's Pacifico uh, yep. in February. And that's so a five-day
2: Enduro stage race in Chile. Which is an amazing Ooh. Is that experience. one they do blind? yeah yeah, okay. there you yeah. Go, Sid. All, yeah yeah Yeah. we raced it we
1: raced it in 2016 and it was awesome it's gnarly <laughs> and it is sketchy gnarly. Yeah. and the food is amazing yeah awesome <laughs> yeah
2: so we're just we're doing the same thing like <laughs> so based on what's going to be fun we're not chasing any series we perfect we want to race some other types of races so bc bike race we mentioned um there's a race called gravacross That the timing might not work out, but it's like it's a a loop like cyclocross
1: or short track or short track,
2: but there's like jumps and drops. So they're like, you should ride a full suspension bike, but you're like like sprinting in a circle and it's like like 20 minutes long or something. So it's like short track meets downhill (laughs) or something. So, (laughs) yeah, like goofy, fun events like that is sort of what we want to do. Just like try some other stuff, have some fun just enjoy racing our bikes
0: so it he maggie has the xc background do you get excited about xc as he cuz he sounds like he gets kind of excited about yeah cross country um, <laughs> yeah
1: i think i definitely want to do more Actually, it's that's interesting that you say that, because he's been, like, really not excited about She's it been the more for excited. years.
2: Oh, really? Because <laughs> like, he was I, I so burnt out. I got burned out. Like, I just raced country? so hard and trained so hard for such a long time that I was like, ooh, I am done with this. And then Enduro is great, and now I'm yep. getting back to, like, I could do some more cross-country. I don't country think then.
1: either of us are interested at all in doing, like, standard, yeah. like, XEO kind of, like...
2: Right, okay. Um,
0: the main ones.
1: Yeah, that's... It's more like... I personally want to work on my fitness so that I can do Perfect. things like that. Like, Downeyville, I think, is one of the coolest mountain bike events in the U.S. And it's, like, you have to be fit to really do it, fit. you know? Dang. But it's still, like, amazing trails and amazing descending. So I'm kind of, like, just want to work on that fitness to, like, open up the more opportunities. And there are, like, mm-hmm. there are cool XC stage races and places where, like, Enduro, like, hasn't even been heard of, you know? So, yeah. like... There's opportunities to go, yeah. to travel, to, like, do that. And, yeah, you pedal some dirt roads, but, like, you're, you know...
2: Still you're alive. someplace cool. Yeah, you're yeah. someplace yeah. cool. And
1: it's not like we don't pedal dirt roads in Enduro road too We just do it slow,
2: so... Exactly. <laughs> so we'll learn how to do it fast. <laughs> 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 you um, guys do most of your training around here? I mean, Taos? Keep, keep, it keep Taos depends, home base? It depends where we are. Yeah, we...
1: Yeah, Taos is... Our closest we have show home based yeah. at my, least during the summer my family lives in Ohio so we'll probably be there for the holidays um, oh okay cool and there's depending on the weather there can be good riding there through December and oh, not um, so it, generally
2: even if the weather's lousy it's still rideable yeah. like you don't really get snow or if you do it's like an inch and then it melts off and so we'll do that and do some gravel riding and stuff because we both have gravel bikes now so yeah yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's just going to be, we might do a gravel race next year, the Grinduro.
1: It's an enduro gravel race. Yes.
2: Hey, so I think you right. guys got the right bike for that. I was just, <laughs> so they were giving me a little tour. Yeah, Renegade. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the Renegade is a cool bike. it's <laughs> bike. Yeah. <laughs> I told my buddy Tyler, I'm like, oh, I think I want to race this in some cross country racing <laughs> <back> Yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. 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 You you totally, totally like We ride
1: could, it on yeah. single, I've ridden mine on single track in like Breckenridge and yeah. and. I mean, it's slower than a mountain bike on the descent for sure, but I think like with a little tweak, if you put like big tires on it, that would and flat bars. And flat yeah, bars, yeah. it's so light, and it's, so yeah, fast. It like, I know. <laughs> that
0: bike's awesome. That's what I was. Yeah. I was uh, just checking it out. I'm like, dear. I, I can know
3: imagine you pick riding it up this and
2: you're thing. Like, what? It's like <laughs> it's floating. It doesn't feel like there's parts on it. <laughs> I know. This is just the frame, right? No, oh, there's wheels on here. Exactly. What? Yeah, so I, I think
1: it's really cool that gravel racing has become a thing, and yeah, yeah. I think it's making quote-unquote road racing, like, more accessible to, like, so many people, because who yeah. wants to do a standard road race, you know? And, like, I'm
2: terrified of cars, dude. Yeah. I, don't yeah. Yeah. You know, I will not do it. I know. I want ride a road, road, road bike. But, like, you see someone every once in a while, like, great, hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go out that way. Mm-mm. I'm like, nah, I don't know. No, it's so out of your
1: control that it's really scary. <laughs> yeah. at least on a mountain bike, you can be like, I'm going to... Make good decisions and wear the right protection and be smart. And like on a road yeah. bike, you're just like roll the dice, yeah. And I wouldn't
0: mind gravel because I, where I live, there's tons of dirt roads, yeah, like, I've forever, yeah. And
2: that would be fun because there's yes. nobody really out on those roads. Totally. Mm-hmm. You see like a car every once in a while, and they're usually going slow because of the potholes, exactly. <laughs> well, they're all like oil filled, it's like
0: there's like tons of oil filled, uh, so it's like okay. there's dirt roads going to all these oil wells everywhere so they're just like miles and miles that's That's awesome perfect for training actually Totally. i should should take more advantage
2: of it totally
1: so i think for us next year like youtube has really opened up an opportunity to kind of like step away from like racing series or like racing like ews or whatever and just like do what sounds fun and experiment a little bit like if we do a gravel race or something Mm -hmm. or gosh whatever so that's kind of the goal I and I suspect it will make us faster overall to so be too. like more.
2: Oh, I think some fitness would make me a faster indoor racer. Yeah. It's
0: still surreal sure. sometimes when you guys. That's your job. You guys think about that sometimes, like it's what we do. That's our yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's other people. That's not. That's so lucky. unfathomable. It's not yeah. even like I. I've been. Do- I've worked in a corporate atmosphere since I was twenty-one. It's mm-hmm. so like. It's not great. Yeah. Um, and. I guess like I can say, I got fired recently, so I'm like... <laughs> it's Congratulations. Like, Congratulations. Dude, it's yeah, awesome. yeah I'm, I'm not bummed about it at yeah. all. Good. But it's been... It's not fun. Yeah. And I'm just like... But I'm glad... I, those experiences, I love them. I, yeah. They, they yeah. shape... they. You learn a lot about people. Oh, yeah. Totally. A lot about people. Yeah. But I'm... Uh, that, what you guys are doing is not... That's so out of the realm of
2: the nine to five. It's mm-hmm. like... So you guys there are definitely some benefits <laughs> but then also like sometimes it's sometimes you're like you know it would be cool is it five o'clock to like not think about work again
1: or weekends or weekends like for you us like, it's like a vacation
2: yeah people yeah. Are like wow
1: well, you went on a vacation to italy it's like yeah well kind of we did yeah. eat a lot of pasta, we ate a lot of so, pasta.
2: That was so that was good
1: but like mainly we
0: yeah you know, <laughs>
2: practiced and
1: raced practiced and like rested and raced yeah and that was like the closest, like because we're not like, don't have any big EWS goals, like we get to treat it more like a vacation. But like you also like really can't. Yeah, it's I mean, like, you're, you're still you're racing just riding the entire
2: time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love yeah.
2: it. So it's, it's a balance. But and then it sometimes probably how long can you do it? Yeah, and that's or where, you guys like, are just gonna have to morph, I guess. I mean, over the years, it'll naturally morph to whatever it's gonna is be. And that's like you know, cross country to enduro. Like the timing was right. Enduro was growing. Like yeah. we made that yeah. transition and. If something else comes up or, you know, or we may transition to focusing on YouTube more, like, you know. The e-biking dudes, e-biking, man. No, we're we're actually, (laughs) sneak preview, we're planning to do a video about e-bikes here. So if you want to hear our opinions on e-bikes, you have to subscribe. Awesome, I love it. I like
0: e-bikes. I've never rode one, but I want to ride. Yeah, one. us
1: neither. But we like the concept. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're spoiling the video. Now no one's gonna watch it. Sorry. <laughs> awesome.
0: All right. Well, I'll let you guys go, and uh, maybe I'll catch up with you guys later on down the road, and good. this next year. And if not, I'll see you guys at we'll the race. We'll see races. you at the race. Enduro. to you guys to do an enduro cup? I'm sure. Probably. It depends on the schedule. Yeah. We yeah, basically. We but, sort of
1: like yeah. picked our big things that we had to sign up for way in advance, and then we'll just fill in. Awesome. So the based cracks, where yeah. where we are. And what we feel like doing. yeah <laughs> cool thank you guys so much thank you so much thank this you. is a, was a blast and I thank
0: my listeners thank you guys all so much for tuning in uh, where can the, uh, you guys have way bigger social media but anyone listening to this who has never heard of Sid and Mackie and want to learn more about Enduro e-bikes and let's watch a fun YouTube channel so where do they find you guys social media Instagram
2: yep. Facebook all that stuff basically Sid and Mackie S-Y-D-A-N-D-M-A-C-K-Y if you plug that into Google you will find you us you will find us Okay. the spelling um, but, is sort of important yeah the spelling the unfortunately
1: the I think that's the hardest thing with our brand is like nobody can spell either of our names and <laughs> nobody can tell us apart yeah either.
2: so the the guy I'm Mackie that's it <laughs> the girl that's it we
1: introduce ourselves in every video and people make fun of us they're like why do you introduce yourself and I'm like do you know which one of us is which yeah because people
2: still come up and they're like hi Sid I'm like I said, I'm Mackie, and I'm, they're like, "Oh, yeah, sorry." I'm like, "You've only watched like 20 of our videos." So, so Mackie so funny. guy, M for Mackie, M for man. Yes. There you go. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to uh, try to bring
0: this up in a funny way. You're you're getting married. Yes. Are you guys married yet? We we actually we are
1: legally married. Legally married. We have married. not had a wedding yet.
2: We are
0: having a wedding shortly. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this, and I don't know if it's correct, but oh. you're you're so you're not. Are you Sid Milk Nicknerf? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to know What's the story there. <laughs> so Nilknarf is
2: Franklin backwards. Franklin's okay. actually my last name. I was wondering But because I wanted people on Facebook to find my page, not my personal one, uh-huh. I flipped my name around backwards for my personal profile. Um, and no, Sid did not take my last name. She's keeping Schultz. Sid Another Nicknark. thing that no one can
1: spell. Yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> so That's Sid awesome. Schultz. And I am Mackie Franklin. Perfect. Yeah. Well, congratulations, to you guys. For doing thank that. you very it's much. So cool. Uh, I just you. wanted to talk about the Mick Yes, I'm, I'm like Pretty <laughs> <"For> sure it's <laughs> Mackie. Yeah. It yes. Well, you know, I'm E-cam, milk- <laughs> I'm Ecam Milk. I'm Ecam Milk <laughs> So funny. But, um, thank you guys. All right. Thanks yeah.
0: everybody for listening, and really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next time.
2: Thanks, Chris. All
0: right. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys get any questions, concerns, just want to write in, say hello, you can uh, write us at sandstonecycles at gmail.com. Find us, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So um, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you guys for your kind words and your support. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.